This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Institution of the Holy Eucharist, Who is the Greatest?, Peter's Denial Foretold, Jesus Prays on the Mount of Olives, Betrayal and Arrest of Jesus. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Oh Lord, open my lips, 
God to deliver me.
A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ, the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and every power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy is to be destroyed in death, for God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says, all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is expected who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. O Lord, have mercy on us. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Christ is risen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Near the end of his life, the Yale church historian and erstwhile Lutheran, Yaroslav Pelikan said, if Christ is not risen from the dead, nothing else matters. And then again, if Christ is risen from the dead, nothing else matters. It all hinges on the truth that the one who was crucified for us on Good Friday has indeed been raised from the grave never to die again. This is what Paul proclaims in today's text. 
If Christ is not raised from the dead, then we who proclaim his resurrection are of all people most to be pitied. For we have lived a lie, being deceived ourselves and deceiving others. Then this life is, as Martin Franzman's hymn puts it, an aimless moat, a deathward drift from feudal birth, culminating in nothingness. Without the resurrection, Christ is left dead in our sins, and there is no forgiveness of sins for us. We would remain with the lifeless Messiah, captive to sin, and enthralled in the death which sin brings. Sin is our inheritance from our father Adam, and it delivers the legacy of death. Sin came into the world by Adam, and with, de and with it, death came for Adam and for you and for me. Sin and death came into God's good creation through the one man Adam. Just so the apostle says that as by a man Adam came death, by a man Christ came resurrection from the dead. For as in Adam all die, so shall in Christ all be made alive. The first Adam is the man of sin and death. Jesus, the second Adam, is the man of forgiveness of sins and life. It is through faith in this Christ that even now we live in the promise of the resurrection. Even though we are in the midst of a world where sin and death are so evidently and painfully present. Even in this old world, where it appears to the eye that death has the last word and the final victory, Christ Jesus speaks another word, for he has been raised from the dead, never to die again. Paul says that this risen Lord is the first fruits of them that have fallen asleep. The appearance of the first fruits implies that there is yet more to come, that a harvest is in fact on the way. If the head is awakened, the body will also be roused and getting up. Luther describes this as a person who awakes from sleep. First the head is aware and awake, but soon the whole body is up and out of bed. Luther puts it like this, for the main and best part of this has already come to pass. Namely, Christ our head has arisen. And now that the head is seated on high and lives, there is no longer any reason for concern. 
we also who cling to him must follow him as his body and members. Now in this present time, faith lives by the promise that because Jesus lives, we also who belong to him will live. We have in heart and conscience already passed from death to life. The best part of the resurrection is already behind us for in baptism we have died and been raised with Christ Jesus. In this Christ, then Luther goes on to say, it is he who animates us and renews the heart by faith and he will surely drag the decomposed rascal after him and clothe him again so that we can behold him and live, live with him. We already have one foot out of the grave, so to speak. But there's more to come. This Jesus who suffered and died to redeem you with his blood, to make you his own, now lives and reigns as your brother and as your Lord seated at the Father's right hand. It is as you have come to know it from the small catechism that you have been made his own, to live under him in his kingdom and to serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence and blessedness even as he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. Satan is doomed, sins are forgiven, and death, that terrible last enemy that continues to gobble up all human beings in so many terrible ways, has been sentenced to death. This side of Jesus' resurrection, we still live on a battlefield where the enemies do not yet admit defeat. They continue to wage war against the Christ who has already toppled them from their thrones. The end is coming when the Lord Jesus who commended his spirit into the hands of his father with his dying breath on Good Friday will hand his kingdom over to the father. Having put all authorities and powers and principalities that oppose him underneath his nail-starred feet. And the last enemy, Paul says, to be destroyed is death. By faith in his promises, you are now part of the kingdom, an everlasting kingdom that cannot be undone by sin, death, or the devil. A kingdom that Jesus hands over to his Father. And all of that is to say to you today that your future is secure in him and nothing in all the universe will be able to snatch you 
out of his hands or separate you from his love. And so we return to Pelican's thought. Because Jesus is risen from the dead, nothing else matters. Things that seem to matter a whole lot to you right now, like, for example, anxieties about where that vicarage assignment or internship placement might land you, or the thought of those decisions that the Council of Presidents will make tomorrow regarding placement, are now put into perspective. They matter a lot to you right now, but in the big picture, with Jesus raised and handing his kingdom over to the Father, they really don't matter that much. Given the fact that Jesus is raised from the dead and that he is living and reigning, never to be defeated, your little life is in good hands, the hands of Jesus, who turns it all over to his Father that God might be all in all for you. Christ is risen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.
celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God through the same Jesus Christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God now and forever Jesus Christ, give us your Holy Spirit, that we may rightly be comforted by his resurrection, and day by day increase in such faith and certainty and hope, and finally be saved through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.